This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 2nd, 2015. I'm Caleb Brown. It could be a legitimate issue within Indiana's public schools, or it could merely be a mechanism to give many public school teachers a financial windfall. It all hinges on whether the state declares a teacher shortage. Cato Institute senior fellow Andrew Colson comments. What does it mean when there is a teacher shortage, and uh, how does that differ from how teachers' unions typically talk about a teacher shortage? Well, um, it really depends, doesn't it? Uh, This is not a term that is uh, encoded in some law. A teacher shortage is something that a state can declare, uh, but I think from a a reasonable person's standpoint, we generally think of a teacher shortage as there being too few teachers to put in front of the number of students that we currently have enrolled in our schools. And for public schools, of course, they have pretty rigid schedules of teacher pay, so those mm-hmm. would not those would not move very much. So at that pay rate then. Mm-hmm. Yes. What does it mean that Indiana is trying to declare a teacher shortage? Well, uh, there is a federal law that actually um, gives teachers the prospect of loan forgiveness if their state has declared them to be in a in an area that is suffering a shortage. So uh, that's a, an appealing prospect, certainly, for the teaching workforce. Have other states declared shortages? Uh, I have not followed the individual state-level results, but uh, I did look into the trend over time in the number of pupils we have versus the number of teachers. What I found is that in the U.S. as a whole, the number of pupils per teacher has gone down steadily for 40 years. All right. So what, I guess on, on what basis would a state then claim that uh, a state like Indiana would claim that they're, they're undergoing a teacher shortage? One way would be to say that while the overall number of teachers is higher per student than it used to be, there are certain fields where they can't find or cannot uh, afford to hire qualified people. Going forward, it seems like this federal law is essentially delegating the power to state government to forgive teachers' loans. And that, that would seem to be like that seems like a pretty powerful electoral tool for uh, courting a teacher's vote. Uh, it, it does. And uh, it's an unfortunate thing that states are uh, declaring these shortages or wishing to declare shortages, at least calling the current situation a shortage. When, as I say, we have more teachers per student now than at any time in the past 50 years with the exception of just a few years last decade. All right. Um, What has driven that change? Well, we've hired uh, teachers at a much faster rate than enrollment has grown. Uh, A lot of people are surprised to learn that enrollment today is only about 8 or 9% higher than it was in, uh, say, 1970. But teacher, the number of teachers has increased by 50%, which is rather big difference, from 8% increase in students to 50, 50% increase in teachers. In other words, the number of teachers has grown six times faster 
than the number of students. So how have class sizes, it seems like uh, the number of teachers per student, at least in the uh, chart that you detail in your blog post, it seems like that should have gone down more quickly if that were the case. The, the class size is not identical to the pupil-teacher ratio because some teachers are employed in areas other than regular classroom teaching. Uh, some of them are required to process federal uh, paperwork. Some of them are, are aides that are or co-teachers that partner with, with another teacher in leading a class. And this, of course, does not allow you to reduce um, class size as much as you otherwise might. So, but nevertheless, the class size, the last time I reviewed the research, which was a couple of years ago, uh, class size in the U.S. had declined by about seven students per class from 1970 till, I guess it was around 2010, 2009. Based on uh, what we know about this, what policy change would you suggest? Certainly it would, might make sense to not have the federal government delegate to states the power to forgive federal loans. Well, really, the, the best thing of all would be uh, not to make education this uh, Department of Motor Vehicles kind of state-level monopoly and instead make it affordable for parents to choose any school they want, public or private, and put competitive pressures on schools to hire just the teachers they need in the areas they need them and to hire the best candidates for the job instead of hiring candidates almost willy-nilly. Andrew Colson is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. If you haven't already, try out Cato Audio, the new app for iOS devices to hear all six Cato Institute podcasts. Learn more at cato.org.